Hey, welcome back to the All Access Podcast. This is Wayne Brown. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I'm excited because we're going to be talking about the topic of reaching the Gen Z generation, both inside and outside the walls of the church. And so all you parents, youth pastors, pastors, I want you to sit down, listen, lean in, and I think this topic is going to be for you. I'm excited because we have some great people at the table today, and we're going to just have some good talks. Uh, We have Pastor John Torres. Pastor John is a great team member of ours here at Bethany, and he's the executive director of Bethany College. He's also um, been on staff here at Bethany for 10 years, Uh, just got his master's in ministerial leadership um, from ORU, and has five kids. Five kids. Come on, bro. You still got a smile on your face, man. We're rolling, man. We're doing this thing. That's all you can do, right? (laughs) We're rolling. That's awesome, man. We also have Pastor Ellie that's here, and uh, Pastor Ellie just recently joined the team here at Bethany. He's uh, stepped into being the Global Youth and Young Adults Director here at Bethany. Uh, he's also a part of the National Millennial. Um, he's the director of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. Um, also, he's the Next Gen North America co-chair for Empower 21, um, doing a lot of great things. But you just recently got your master's yes, in ministry, uh, ministry design. Yes, from Southeastern. That's very cool, man. And you have two kids. I have two kids. Awesome. And man. Uh, potentially rolling. Awesome. To catch up Wait, to is this John. a pregnancy announcement? Well, I don't know. You said rolling after you said five, so I, I didn't was know we were going to announce keep, that on the podcast. Or you keep going. <laughs> what are they more shocked of? My announcement? Or are you saying we have five, but we're rolling? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm excited because hosted with me today is Pastor Troy Costanza from the Gathering Church. He's a senior pastor at Gathering Church in Mississippi, and he's hosting with us today. He's all. He's also a part of the All Access team. And we're excited to talk about Gen Z and how to effectively reach Gen Z both inside and outside the walls. And so um, we're just going to dive right in, man, and just start asking some questions. And you guys just help us to understand how to reach the next generation. Um, One of the things that we've noticed is the increased engagement. Mm-hmm. of social media uh, platforms with the Gen Z um, generation and how they, um, but how is that, how are they engaged with the church? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think something's really interesting to note that's so different than when we were coming up as millennials was that the the social media platforms were way more simple. You think MySpace was kind of the first, mm-hmm. you know, although you had to create and build your own website with, with MySpace. So awesome. we don't have to do I that. Had like a great <laughs> you had to like no coding. Every time you got on my <laughs> that's my true. I missed that. <laughs> so that was complex. But then you had Facebook like but now it's grown into Snapchat, right. yeah. TikTok. Um, and so it's an Instagram, uh, and now be Facebook real. Messenger. Be real. Yeah, Facebook yeah. Messenger, Facebook are separate, which I'm still upset about that. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's like, come on, Zuckerberg, fix that. <laughs> come on, what's going on? But there's there are so many diverse ways that they're engaging with the world, and, yeah. and it's the first multinational generation that they are so quick to know what's happening across the world, yeah. and there's constant activity with knowing what's happening around the world and and they're trying to figure out how to relate to that emotionally and how they should feel about this tragedy and this thing and this justice movement and so we have a challenge of helping of helping them have clarity 
in what does God say about this? What is what is the church's stance on this? Because they're hearing everybody's perspective. We're used to when you were a youth pastor, it was like you could come in, they'd come to the youth group, and you could tell them, hey, here's what the Bible says about this. They've already heard 80 perspectives before they got to you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so I think that that is a unique challenge to Gen Z yeah. right now. Yeah, and I, and I love that you brought up that this is, this is the first global generation. Uh, or I, I could say that this is the second global generation, the first being the Tower of Babel, where everyone's speaking the same language. And when you look at the way that uh, digital interaction works with young people, as they're learning how to interact digitally, it's actually um, in the same part of the brain that learns language. And so for the first time, we have an entire generation learning the same language Mm -hmm. at the same time in real time. And so just like John was saying, you know, by the time they're getting to you, there's already a global conversation happening about all things at all times. And so I think that that provides, you know, some challenges for sure. But man, I I think about the apostles, if they could talk to everyone simultaneously, how much they'd be like, oh my goodness, I I wish. So I think the tension in between the opportunities uh, and the challenges, I think those are interesting to investigate for sure. That's awesome. You know, the, what you said was really important, I thought, the tension between the opportunities and also the challenges in that. You know, I find that with my own kids. I have I have children. My youngest is now 16. My oldest 22. And they're right in the middle of that. Right. And as mm-hmm. parents, we're trying to navigate, okay, so where is the limit? Where do we draw the line with social mm-hmm. media? But at the same time, we've also found as they were growing up in this generation that if they're not on the platforms, it's also almost like they're social outcasts. Right. They don't know what's going on in, in the world or even even in their friends next door because they're not picking up their phones. They're not knocking on the door as much unless they first communicate on the platforms, which is really interesting and totally different than anything before. So maybe how in in the ministry, how do we communicate? How do you use this effectively, but at the same time hold to that passage of whatever things are pure, just and of a good report Mm. because you've got all of that out there too. So how do we navigate that? Yeah, that's a good question. You're looking at me. <laughs> That's a great question, John. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, I do think I think you're onto something, and your perspective as a parent is really important because especially today I think that youth ministry is not just uh, the youth ministry relationship between the youth pastor and the students. The parent dynamic is just as important. Yes. We're partnering with parents and helping build disciples. So with that, I think social media and their engagement – on those platforms, it can't be free reign. Right. And I, I think that we have to warn students on the dangers of that. Right. And so as much as we want to be effective, we do have engagement on social media platforms. We do we do reels and stories and all that kind of stuff. We have a TikTok. Uh, but this can't be the sole place that we communicate things. Right. I think I, I see it as a front door. Mm-hmm. I see it as an opportunity to... Uh, show life, show yeah. culture, uh, deposit moments of, of of clarity of who we are as a church, right. what we're doing as a ministry. But I, I see social media as a front door. I don't yeah. see it as the sum total of what your ministry should look like. Because I do think that there can be ministry that swings the pendulum, like we're only going to do it digital, right. but they have to have moments with uh, other teenagers, it has. To, I think they should have moments with the church at large, intergenerationally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there has to be God moments, Bible teaching that they experience in person. 
I see those two things happen simultaneously. Like you have technological advancements and next gen is involved in that. But at the same time, the core needs are almost like highlighted. It's like right. because they're so engaged over here, some right. of the core needs, relational needs are, are, are overlooked or just right. ignored. Right. And so in a way you have two things happening. You have technological advancement and then you have a back to basics yes. type need at the same time, real encounters with people, real encounters right. with God, real encounters in worship. Right. So it, trying to weave those two together is really what right. I think we're navigating. Yeah, yeah it's like a paradoxical reality where it's like I could be connected to anyone and everyone, but we're also have the heightened uh, loneliness uh, epidemic happening where people are reporting exactly. that they've never been more lonely and isolated in their lives, but right. we have the opportunity to talk to anyone we want at any time. And I agree, I agree with John. Yeah. There's, there has to be a way where you look at it as a tool and supplementary right. to the longing to be face to face, uh, an intangible relationship uh, with someone. And, and kind of the way that I look at uh, the digital space is I, I look at it like a, like a, another nation, like a mission field of another nation that has its own culture, has its own rules, it's has true. its own language. And you have to be careful when you're navigating another culture, another language, another set of beliefs. And if you're not careful and we're not wise in helping young people navigate it, uh, you know, I mean, depending on what country you go to, every country has its vice or every country has its temptation. And if you don't understand where those are coming from, you could walk in and try to do good, but get swallowed up right. in what it has to provide and so i think even the wisdom coming from us understanding what these things are putting it in its proper place and guiding young people through it i think that that's a challenge that's worth taking and it's one that we're always talking about and i think it's to your point how do we how do we effectively reach gen z that way i think mm -hmm it's a surprising answer in that we keep the main things, the main things yeah. and that social media is the window yeah. to what God's doing exactly. within his church. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think a, an, a, an addition to that would be that we are talking about the things that are happening in the world. Yes. Because they can't go and see a, a massive thing happen in the world that everyone's talking about. And at church, we're talking about something irrelevant to right. what's helpful for them to navigate right now. Yeah, so. no, that's great. That's really great. So maybe there's a parent, a pastor, a youth pastor that's listening to this right now. And, of course, every one of us want um, Gen Z to be engaged in the church, and they want church engagement. Mm -hmm. um, can you guys, both of you guys, can you give us some strategies on how to effectively um, to effectively reach Gen Z and get them engaged in church, and then also maybe even talk about some things that could prevent mm -hmm. um, the Gen Z generation from um, engaging in the church? Yeah, it's a, a good good question. I think, firstly, is don't wait to get them involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a it's not a wait and see generation. It's a yeah. they can publish their opinions right now. They may yeah. be terrible opinions, but they could publish them, yeah. Yeah, you know, right now. And so if they get more leeway to learn, express, create outside of the church than they do within the church, yeah. then we're already positioning them to not need the church in the future. And so I'm wondering, and something that we've explored is uh we we call it Jedi. Uh, but basically, uh, it's just an opportunity where we develop students 
in in different paths. So there's messengers, uh, which is preaching, communication. There's music, which is work, young worship leaders learning an instrument, learning how to lead worship. And then media, creative graphics, things like that. And this is a program that runs alongside of the student ministry where students can come and, and learn how to flex what God's put on the inside of them. And we try to right. position that through with character and teachings on that, but where they can express and grow and create within the local church and not feel like they have to do it outside of the church to make a difference. Yeah, and I think that, that that's huge. The What social media does offer uh, is space, uh, voice, and the power to make it known, what they want to create, what they want to say. And I think a lot of uh, young people move to those spaces or they disengage from the church because other spaces are available mm-hmm. and are welcoming and want them to come and, hey, you can build your thing here. You can do your own thing here. And I, and I totally agree. What John's saying is how many opportunities do we have for young people to be engaged mm-hmm. or to engage? And I think um, uh, perhaps a good place to start is, you know, how many conversations have you had with a young person to mm-hmm. ask them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do they want? We, we try to get them pizzas and we try to get them an inflatable and I try to put <laughs> out some inflatable. basketball. A yeah, inflatable. I, I threw out a basketball in the middle of the parking lot and no kids came. Like, at, like having a conversation with uh, teenagers, like real conversations, what are their passions? What are their loves? What are the tension points that they're seeing? Yeah. Like what we saw especially in 2020 is young people will mobilize for a cause they believe in right and we have the greatest cause in the gospel and perhaps there there is a disconnect between their understanding of what the gospel is and what it's able to influence and perhaps you know uh, uh, someone that is mature in their walk with the Lord can have a conversation with the young person and say hey I see these passions inside of you and I I don't believe that those are just some fluke passions that they're unapplicable to what we do in the church. Right. I believe you can pioneer a space. Let's have a conversation about that. Where do you see this going? And and so I think the hard work of taking that time to sit down with a 14-year-old yeah. and knowing that that could be one of the keys to an entire generation to just have that conversation, I think that we need to invest in that. Well, that's really good, man. I remember years ago when I was in youth ministry and doing youth ministry, I remember this youth pastor talked to us, and I'm sure he's not in youth ministry anymore. And he, hopefully he's not listening to this podcast. But <laughs> I remember him saying, this is what, what you're talking about, about listening and talking to a 14-year-old or to somebody, that uh, a, a teenager that's at that age. Because I remember he said, man, we're going to do this event that's going to reach teenagers in our whole region, and it's a Holy Ghost rainy roast. <laughs> And, Praise God. <laughs> and I, I thought to myself, I said, man, you, if you think that's going to reach the teenagers, yeah. you hadn't talked to them yet, right? Um, yeah, because yeah. maybe it did. Who knows, man? I pray yeah. it did. But, you know, what you're saying is Stadium's right, Stadium's full. No, yeah. I, I actually went to an event like that. He, he bought 2,000 hot dogs, this guy, yeah. and had 25 kids show up. That's no lie. Ooh, I went to wow. Hey. Justify that on the budget, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But it's it's just going back to your point of sitting down and talking to um, the the students and finding out what are they looking for. Is it is it is it a Holy Ghost weenie roast, or are they looking for? (laughs) Right. Yeah, and I think that what what and and even what I'm saying is like I 
I, I do believe in like guided conversations, but the conversations have to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Like there, there is a part of, and I, and I remember being 14. I, I didn't know which way was up and which way was down. Right. Like I, there, there was a lot of questions, but I do think that there is so much benefit from someone that's farther along in the journey, helping to give language to what they're feeling, yeah. helping to give direction to, from the passions that are bubbling up on the inside of them. Um, I just, think that we don't have um, the the pulse like a young person living it in real time. Mm -hmm. And that's us getting up close and personal with the pulse and giving them language and opportunities for whatever is being felt to be made manifest for the kingdom. That's great. I think what I'm hearing, and I have I have two boys in high school right now, and it seems like to me, and you, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but they're looking for uh, an experience over an activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you mentioned, okay, we can have inflatables and a basketball. That's an activity. Mm-hmm. But if they come and they have a place to connect where they use what's on the inside of them, right. either to uh, serve the church or if they just use what's on the inside of them to enjoy an activity together with other students, True. it's like that yeah. experience over the activities. And that's a shift in youth ministry from the past, yeah, really, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I remember... Uh, we had just were piloting the idea at the time. I think it was called uh, Leadership Lab, or we always change the names of stuff just depending on what people are into <laughs> at the time. Jedi was just because Star Wars came out. Yeah, it's like, Wars, just man. do it. So it's not spiritual at all. But uh, thinking of ways to see this amazing potential in the students mm. that there was this encounter that we had planned. It's like a retreat where students come for a weekend and we hit topics and games and all that kind of stuff. Well, this whole encounter, it was planned by students. The theme, the spoken word, the videos that were made. And uh, I was so relieved going, man, I couldn't have come up with that. Mm -hmm. But they had language of what they felt like students needed. Now, we wrote the content, we preached, like we did all of that, but we created a space for them that they could create uh, an environment that they wanted to invite their friends to. And so it gave them ownership for invitation too. Mm. And we talk Mm. about invite your friends, invite your friends, but they don't want to invite their friends to something that they don't want their friends to experience. But if they get to speak into the environments that we're creating, then we will reach more people. Wow, that's great, man. Really, really good. So these are some of the things, anything else that you find that are, that is working, that's effectively reaching um, Gen Z at this time? Anything else? I, I love what we're doing in public high schools. Like, I, I love what we're doing there. Uh, and here's a, a stat for everyone that, you know, maybe you're, you're just unsure of, like, man, doing, like, doing gospel presentations or speaking about Jesus in, in like a public school setting or just to young people outside of the four walls of the church. Uh, there was a study done by One Hope and Barna that says that 67% of unchurched students, that no church background, no one from their family, no one, um, would either highly consider or attend your church if you just invited them. 67% of Gen Z are in that lane, almost 70% of them. Uh, and, and I think a lot of the times we, we do buy into the narrative that they're closed off, they're walled mm-hmm. off, they're not going to hear it, there's too much going on out there. Uh, I would like to say that I think that they're being pumped in with so much garbage that when someone comes out there speaking the truth, they can tell the difference immediately, yeah, which is great. why almost 70% of them are like, whoa, 
yeah, well, for sure. I would love to find out more. I'd love, where do you say you guys are having this thing or that event? And so we're seeing in the hundreds young people in the middle of school cafeterias and courtyards giving their lives to the Lord to the point where we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with hundreds of students giving yeah. their lives to the Lord. You know, uh, it's an, um, an amazing problem to have. You know, like we're like, oh, my goodness, where do we put all these students? But that's to say to to anyone that's like, man, I, I want to reach the next generation. I want to make impact uh, taking ministry outside of the traditional context right. and believing that the gospel still penetrates hearts no matter where they are, what situation they're in. Uh, I think it's worth noting that there is a high probability that your harvest field is in the school down the road from your church. That's great. And so uh, any way that you can do that, but uh, to say from us, we've been seeing that in droves for sure. So great, man. So let me ask this. Um, so these are some of the things that are that are being effective. And if there's anything else you want to jump in with, with that, uh, we can. But if not, man, I would love to see – Hey, what are some things that maybe are, that are that are not working? You yeah. know, because uh, sometimes there's things that we're trying and they're just not working, man. And how much uh, time do we have on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would love sure. to hear that. Yeah. You know, what are some things that maybe we're we're trying to give it a shot and it's just not working? It's not reaching this gym. Yeah, I think uh, firstly would be services that they just come and sit in. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. the model of we're just going to do church on Wednesday nights, but for the youth right. or, you know, it, it's, we're learning and have been continually learning that it's such a dynamic shift in what, in what effectively reaches students. So if it's just come sit, worship, all right, now sit down and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then now leave, then that is not enticing to them because they're just going to hop right on TikTok afterwards and be more, more engaged than they were at the church youth service they just left. And so having moving services, even yeah. our Sunday yeah. nights yeah. Um, have moved to, it's not just a service model. It's, it's we're going to worship together because we need to teach that. That's a, that's a basic foundation. We're not getting away from that. Right. We're going to teach the Bible, but we get into groups and we start talking and then there's meetings beforehand where student, student leaders can come and be developed and learn. And then there's things that happen afterwards. It's just moving and it's dynamic. And, and you so, know, and, I, and what I love about that is they're already being fed a rhythm of once they experience something, they can comment on it right away. They can react to it right away. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I like that. Or I, this is how I feel about this. And I think oftentimes we've constructed it in a way where it's a monologue, right. but they have a diet of dialogue yeah. where they're able to go back and forth. And so creating spaces for them to have that conversation uh, in smaller settings, even if you have a larger youth group like ours, that you facilitate a space where there is that dynamic of, you know, what do you, what do you feel? about what was spoken what challenges you what what did you take from that and um and we've seen and we've heard uh young people um are really interested and you know you you give it some times and if you're starting this for the first time to tell you if you're consistent and persistent with it you'll start to see the depth in these young people yeah like Biblical truths are not too deep for them. Right. Doctrine's not too deep for them. I think of all like the lore and the fantasy of all these different things that they're into, like right. Minecraft, 40K, Star <laughs> Wars, all these different things that they understand backwards and for forwards as a 12-year-old. Right. And I think we, 
we we definitely um, can grow in the area of allowing deep dialogue with these biblical truths, and we'll see young people light up for it. And even entertainment, it's really this generation isn't driven by that. So yeah. big lights, strobes, all that yeah. sound like okay, like what's this about? And I think that there's a uh, if if what we're doing more entertains them than it is an authentic expression of the right, gospel. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. like, oh, man, this anti, feels icky. It's you know? anti-institution. They don't right. want things polished. Yeah. Like, they give it to me real. Give it to me, like, with, with all of the, the bumps in it and give it to me with, like, it's a little bit dirty because at least I know that's honest. Right. Like, right. if to, to institutionalize, it freaks people out. No, I think that's a huge point. And I think that if you said one thing that has been done in the past that we shouldn't do going forward, it's that. Right. It's overproduced, overproduction, mm. that kind of thing. I'm seeing in my own kids as well and yeah. the kids in our church. They're like, you know, we've seen all that already. Right. You know, what's next? You yeah, know, kind true. Of thing. So. true. One of the things I've noticed, man, is just after coming to camps every year, yeah. uh, youth camps that you guys have done, which is fantastic and to have the opportunity to come and see. One of the highlights of the whole thing is when those students from the JEDI program mm-hmm. um, or summer internship or what have you that they're involved in, man, when they get an opportunity to um, to put on display some of the things that they've right. been working on, somebody gets up and shares a word, mm-hmm. somebody, a group gets up and sings, yeah. to watch the students engage in that because so they're true. so excited yeah. about seeing their own people engaged yeah. in it. Um, yes, the word is still preached, but they love seeing themselves engaged <laughs> so in the true. service, man. And uh, I love it as well because that's what they want. They right. want to be engaged and not just have some cool band playing for them. They want to exactly. be a part of it as well. And I absolutely love that, man. It's funny how when one of them gets up, because, so, you know, somebody from the team will give an intro, hey, we've got so-and-so. Right. And bef- when you say their name, it's like, ah! Yes. Explosion. Which yeah. helps the preacher, because they're coming in afterwards. <laughs> right. And it's like, we got to keep that same energy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But they just go crazy, and they feel like, oh my goodness, this is... Yeah. And it's kind of like a youth pastor tactic as well, because that kid's coming to camp if he has something to do at camp. Yes. So I'm not having to call and sit with parents be like, hey, it would be so great to have Johnny at camp. It's like, hey, Johnny's going to share two minutes on his testimony. Yeah. And he's like, he's he's there. Yeah, you know? That's right. Like, that's right. 100%. No, they're engaged and they love it, man. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Very, very cool. Well, man, let me ask this question. I know you guys have some events that are coming up over the next um, next year, this year, and I would love to hear some of those events that are happening, man, and, and how people can engage and be a part of it. For sure. Well, firstly – you know, last year in September, we had all access yep. and uh, amazing event together there in New Orleans. And we got we had an, a, a strong group of next gen leaders there in our breakout. And from that launched this passion to gather next gen leaders and to create environments where next gen leaders can be encouraged, where we have worship times, have sessions with people who have been practicing in student ministries for decades, and just be imparted into and get to know other youth ministers and leaders, young adult leaders across the nation. So we're doing a next gen leaders gathering in March, and those dates are March 28th and the 29th. We're going to do it in New Orleans, so in the place that you've experienced if you've been a part of All Access before, but it's just devoted to next gen leaders. And we would love for you to be a part of that and to join us. 
and uh, we'll have registration up here towards the end yeah, of the month. Yeah, that'll be on BethanyAllAccess.com where they can register. Um, that's exciting, man. That's going to be really cool. Uh, anything else? Yeah, so going into the summer, uh, June 12th to the 14th, we got a youth conference, Bold X. Yeah, let's go. It, it is everything times 10 that we do here and we're believing that uh, this is going to be the summer where God starts something in the hearts of not just our students here at Bethany but we're inviting youth groups from all over the country to come convene in one place and not just gather to gather but gather to send yeah. like, we believe that God is starting a movement and we believe that can start at Bold X and so what you're going to experience there is you're going to experience passionate worship impactful sermons but also we want to give you uh, the tools you need in order to uh, go and see mission done where you are uh, and we'll cap off the whole thing with a deeply spiritual moment with the Holy Spirit because we think at the end of the day the Holy Spirit has been speaking to a whole generation yeah. and we believe he's going to speak to all the students and youth pastors that attend man, that's uh, that exciting. event mm -hmm. man that's oh I'm excited about that yeah. man that's going to be, be awesome hey while we're talking about events man I'm also excited so that event that you mentioned um, that happened in September of last year. That was Empower, right. um, and Empower 22, and we're doing that again Let's um, go. this year, and it's going to be in September 11th through 13th. So you can go ahead and sign up for that. That's going to be on BethanyAllAccess.com, where pastors are bringing their teams with them, and that's going to be awesome. So we've got a lot of things coming down the yeah. pipe, man. It's going to be a great be year. Really, yes. It's going to be a great, great year. Hey, before we close. Pastor John, would you just, for a youth pastor or a senior pastor that is um, just thinking about this and really listening to this podcast and processing it, any final words you want to encourage them with um, before we go? And then I'm going to ask Pastor Ellie to pray. Yeah, I think number one is that this is doable, reaching the next generation. It always seems so mysterious. I'm like, how do we reach the – but you have you have one or two or ten who are in service who are just waiting for the tap on the shoulder to say, I see you. Uh, what God has something for you, and I want to help you get there. And it's as simple as that, and you're reaching the next generation, and that's a starting point. So everyone can start somewhere. It's not mysterious, and God has He's given us the tools to reach the next generation effectively. Right. Yeah, exactly like uh, John was saying, that it is possible. This generation is ready. And, yeah, they're looking for that tap on the shoulder, and I think that well, a couple of taps you'll see uh, a generation rise up in your church. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful uh, for all those that have decided uh, to expand your kingdom, especially uh, in the next generation. God, I thank you for a good report, a good report that says that this harvest is still plentiful. And God, I thank you that the labors are rising up. God, I thank you that you're encouraging pastors all over right now to believe that this generation can be reached, mobilized, and start a movement of the kingdom. God, in this time, God, we know that the world needs a revival. God, we know that this nation needs a revival. We know the nations of the world need a revival. And we believe you've anointed this generation to usher in that new awakening. And so, God, would you give us the, the insight, the vision? God, would you give us the fortitude, the wisdom to lead? lead a new generation into their purpose and into their destiny. God, we're grateful for everything that's spoken here, and we bless all of these leaders. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Man, this was great, man. Pastor Come Troy, on. thank Love you so to much be for being here. Yeah. This was awesome. We'll have to do it again. Let's yes, do sir. it.